Blog Talk Radio. We continue now the series, How to Control Your Life, Your Luck, and Your Circumstances. Today's lesson is titled, How You Make Your Own Luck. And I want to put it in the first person, and I want you to say, How I Make My Own Luck. Go ahead. How I Make My Own Luck. And there's a realization in this subject that I want you to have, and it is this. I make my own luck. Say that to yourself. I make my own conditions. I make my own circumstances. I make my own life. I'm going to read with you some words from James Allen. It's one of my favorite quotations. I'm going to have you repeat it after me for emphasis. Mind is the master power power. that molds and makes, and man is mind, and evermore he takes the tool of thought. And thinking what he wills brings forth a thousand joys or a thousand ills. He thinks in secrets and it comes to pass environment is but his looking glass. The last two lines we're going to read again and have you put them in the first person. I think in secret. And it comes to pass. Environment is but my looking glass. Now those last two lines set forth what Jesus meant in St. Luke, the 12th chapter and the third verse, and we shall read these words from the lips of Jesus. That which is done in secret secret shall be proclaimed proclaimed upon the housetops. I think in secret. And it comes to pass. pass. Environment Environment. is but my looking glass. Every man, every mind is always doing a secret work. You are always doing a secret work. And most of what you do subconsciously is such a secret that it surprises the conscious mind when it happens. You'd better learn to find out what's going on in the factory of your mind and to determine what's going on. Some people say, Reverend Ike, don't tell me I thought this sickness up on me. Maybe not consciously. It may be from a headache commercial that you saw three years ago. It may be something that you saw on General Hospital year before last that entered the secret level of the mind, the subconscious level of the mind, 
and it is only now being reflected. You see, another thing about negative thinking, you don't have to do your negative thinking for yourself, you know. The world is just busy thinking negative, and if you don't think positive, you will automatically be sucked in to the negative thinking process. God bless Dr. Peel who wrote The Power of Positive Thinking. But I've got some news for you. Negative thinking has just as much power as positive thinking. And more dangerous than that, if you do not become a positive thinker, you will absolutely be sucked in to the results of negative thinking. Uh-oh. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? What is this great salvation? Learning how to use your own mind consciously. I was invited to attend a political rally this week. And I'm not going. I'm going to vote, but I'm not going to tell anybody who I'm going to vote for. And I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. I'm just going to tell you how to use your own mind and let you decide that. You see, you have got to learn to be a self-deciding person. Because if you do not become a self-deciding person, then other people will decide how you think and how you experience life. Co-workers noticed a man opening his lunch for several consecutive days. And every day he opened his lunch, he would say... Peanut butter sandwich. Yuck. Finally, after about a week of this, one of his co-workers said to him, well, if you don't like peanut butter sandwich, why don't you tell your wife and she'll make you something else? Man said, wife? Said, I don't have a wife. I make my own lunch. <laughs> you get the point? He was the one who was making what he didn't like. I am the one who makes what I don't like. Uh, oh. And I hope you can read this on the mystic level. You see, I am makes everything. <laughs> I am is the only making power. I am is the only creative power. And you see, when I get what I like and when I get what I don't like, I am making both. That's why I am God. I hope you're following me on the esoteric level. The theologians never understood Jesus when he said, for example, I am the way. I am is the God principle. I am is the way you become such as you are. I am is the way that you can become whatever you want to become by means of what you add to I am. That's why, again, we are told, let the weak say what? I am strong. And if you will add strong to I am, I am will make you what? Strong. That's why even the poor should stop saying I am poor. Because if you add poor to I am, the same I am that makes you rich will make you what? Poor. Say with me again, I am the making power. Say it again. Say it again. Again and again and again, I shall tell you. Some of you don't really know what your real name is. Your first name is I am. Your last name is for you to give yourself. If you don't give yourself the last name, the world will give it to you. That's why Jesus asked the disciples, who do you say that I am. Don't let other people say who you are. You say it. Don't leave it up to other people to classify you. 
is your first name. I am is your self-awareness. And whatever you add to I am or your self-awareness, that you will become. And I am is completely indifferent as to what you add to it. You can call yourself anything you want to. And whatever you call me, I'll be that. If you call me strong, I'll be strong. If you call me weak, you create weakness for yourself. If you say I am poor, you create poverty for yourself. If you say I am rich, I am will find a way to create riches for you. You can get a copy of Reverend Ike's commandment series where we deal with this I am principle quite extensively. Whatever you add to I am, you become. Not only is I am your first name, I am is also the name of the nature of the Lord thy God, meaning the name of the making power. And we're told that we're not to take that name, how? In vain. And to take the name of the Lord in vain or the name of I am in vain means to use it for negative purposes. To add anything negative to your name, to your thought about yourself, is to take the name of the Lord in vain. And you see, I make my own luck by what I add to my first name. Say that. <laughs> you see, this also reveals the secret of what Jesus said. Jesus said, what I and my father are one. He said, well, Reverend Ike, you just got through saying I am was my first name, and you said also that I am is God's name. Now, which is it? Well, I and my father are one. You are one with I am. There is absolutely, positively no difference between you and the eternal making power of I am. And you're using it all day long. Now, I was about to tell you what I believe is on the commandments tape. You say I am not only with your mouth, not only in words. We say I am verbally. We say I am also emotionally and visually. Now, let's get these three aspects of saying I am. Repeat them after me. I say I am verbally. I say I am emotionally with my feeling nature. And I say I am visually by the way I see myself. Okay, so we know how we say I am verbally. We may say I am rich. We may say I am healthy. You may add those to I am. This is all your last name that you're giving yourself. You may say, I am happy. And you see, I am is that making power that makes all of this in your life when you say it verbally and not only verbally, you must say it emotionally with your feeling. You must feel it. How do I feel about myself? Say that. And every time you feel something about yourself, you are saying, I am that. That's why God revealed his name to Moses again at the burning bush and said, what? I am that I am. You know what that means, of course. It means I am that which I say I am. Say it. I am that which I feel that I am. I am that which I see that I am. See, this is how I make my own luck. This is how I make my own conditions. This is how I make my own circumstances. This is how I make my own life. On the visional level of saying I am, it's interesting, and some of you scientific-minded people may write this down. The subconscious mind is not a word processor. The subconscious mind is a visual image processor. 
The conscious mind can deal with processing the verbal statements. But on the subconscious level, the subconscious mind is a processor of visual images, and the subconscious mind does not know the difference between what we call objective reality and what you see visionally about yourself and what you feel about yourself. And this is how we make our own luck, just like the man with the peanut butter sandwiches. And finally, I hope he woke up to the fact that he was making his own lunch. So say with me, I make my own lunch. Say it again. And you need to ask yourself, what kind of lunch am I making for myself? What kind of luck am I making for myself? What kind of conditions am I making for myself by my thoughts and feelings? I make my own lunch. So you see what you're getting, that's your lunch that you made. Peanut butter sandwiches. Yuck. Here comes that old so-and-so again. Yuck. But there's something in you that's making that. I have stated the law in several different statements. And repeat this after me. Every man, every mind makes his own lunch by what he does in his thinking, feeling nature. You will notice in our lessons that there is often a slash between man and mind. That's because of it. As it is explained in the words of James Allen, mind is the master power that molds and makes, and man is mind. First of all, you are mind. So say, first of all, I am mind. And you see, it's good to understand that. Every man, every mind makes his own luck by what he does in his thinking, feeling nature. Every man, every mind makes his own conditions by what he does in his thinking, feeling nature. And then here are the questions. How am I making my own lunch? If you're experiencing something that you don't like, stop and cross-examine yourself for a moment and say to yourself, how am I making this? You know, you had a peanut butter sandwich for lunch on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and you're tired of it. Stop and figure out, how am I making this? And decide that you're going to make something else. But you know, a lot of people don't want the responsibility of decision. I don't like what I'm getting. So most of the time, you know what people do? They find somebody else to blame for what they're getting that they don't like. Almost always, people find somebody else to blame, something else to blame, for what they don't like. Instead of coming to the realization, it's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord. I'm making this. I'm the one that's standing in the need of prayer. How am I making my own luck? You listening to the Divine Connection Show with your host, Jessica and Tasia. Peace, everyone. Welcome to the Divine Connection Show, where we want to divinely connect with you. We are your hosts, Jessica. And Tasia. Hope everyone's having a good week so far. Can you guys hear us okay? Let us know in the chat, or if you can hear us just fine. It's not echoing, is it? 
Still testing out our new gadgets. Okay. All right. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I don't know, my week has been just just fine. Can't really like, you know. Can't complain and I can't say can't complain because we can I can definitely complain. No. But I won't and then also it just hasn't been like super exciting or anything. It's just been regular. Mm-hmm. Um I've been in deep thought about a lot. A lot I have to accomplish just this year, and yeah, so I've been in deep thought, planning, and mm-hmm. also strategizing, strategizing, mm-hmm. yeah, for what's to come and what can possibly come. Yeah, so that's how my week has been. What about you? I think I'm right there with you. I feel the same way with this week. It's fine. Um, just count my blessings every day and being grateful mm-hmm. for those many blessings that I have and uh, the people around me um, mm-hmm. along this journey with me. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I'm going to say I can't complain. It hasn't been a bad week. Yeah, I mean, there's it could be a lot worse. Like, life could be way worse. Like, I had talked to a friend today and life is like on the downhill for her. Well, no. It's come up, but it just went like on the slippery slope. Mm-hmm. But now she's coming up. So, I mean, yeah. Compared to others, it could be worse. And then when you think about it, life could be better. So strive for greatness. Mm-hmm. Strive for better. But anyway. Anyway, um, I thought it would be interesting just to bring, run something by everyone about um, just, you know, I'm into like medicinal herbs and things like that so I mean people know about this herb but I just kind of wanted to either freshen your memory or teach you something that I've learned about um oregano so I thought this would be helpful and beneficial for people to um to know about and then we can dive into another subject but I just wanted to just um, brush up on some herbs with you guys. It's been a while since I've talked about it. I've been wanting to talk about this one for weeks, though. So I just wanted to bring this to you guys today um, and let you guys know that oregano is a member of the mint family. And um, what I learned, I was actually disappointed. I thought, like, because I've heard of the medicinal properties and how good oregano is for you and, and strengthens your immune system. But I thought, like, me using the spices from the, the oregano spice from the spice department, <laughs> the spice section of the grocery store, I thought that was me getting my intake of oregano in, and that's not how it works. Like, mm-hmm. that's not the oregano you need. Mm-hmm. So, um so the oregano that we get from the grocery store, let's see. There's so many varieties that exist, but um there it's called it's a type of uh marjoram and it's like they all have like different similar aromatic smells and um hold on. It is uh, really like Mexican sage 
and that's mainly used on like pizza and spaghetti sauce and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. You're saying all that. That's not enough. We need more. I'm saying that's not the one. (laughs) That's the the one that has the medicinal properties. And I was going to tell you guys what it does, what actual oregano oil does for you. Um, And it's produced from the leaves and flowers of the wild um, oregano vulgar. I don't think I'm pronouncing that right, but that's what it is. But um, so when it comes to choosing the right oregano, um, you want to get the one, okay, oregano oil. Let me just specify. So oregano oil, let's see. So when it's paired with uh, carvacrol, which is a primary indicator of an oregano's oil potency, um, like a blend of 20% to 80% carvacol is recommended for both safety and effectiveness. So like if you're going to ingest oregano oil, like I have some, it says oil of oregano, minimum 80% carvacol because um, any greater potency you could experience adverse effects without um, further dilution. So the pure oil is, um, is very strong, but it must be blended with a carrier oil, usually organic olive oil or coconut oil before you use it. And um, oregano, organic oregano oil is um, a base of organic olive oil. I'm sorry, oregano oil in a base of organic olive oil is what you will find in a better oregano oil preparation. But it's also like the thing that's um, the greatest thing to me about oregano oil is that they have an antioxidant, it's an antioxidant, antimicrobial, and antifungal. So it's like a triple power um, powerhouse. So like they've done research on this. So like anything like bacterial from like, let's see, staphylococcus, um, viruses, it has been effective on killing those and fungi and protozoa, all types of um, invaders. It, and then like you can ingest it, but you can also use it topically a little diluted, but, you know, like, for headaches, you can rub it on your, um, you can either, like, diffuse it, like, you can mm-hmm. inhale it a bit, and then you can rub some on your temples or wherever the um, headache is, but. Yeah, that would be helpful for me, because I do get migraines. Mm-hmm. So, it said something about that, if you're, if you get headaches, the only thing is, it's more like a holistic approach. So it says like multiple reasons why you can get a headache is um, it's either chronic or severe, but um, muscle tension. So, so it's like, it's telling you like reactions to certain foods or toxic um, action of molds can contribute to headaches. So inhaling the vapors of the oregano oil and massaging it into your pressure points on the skull or neck can help erase the headache. Kind of like, it's like you can use it for your headache tensions, but it's already telling you that there is a source. Mm-hmm. So it's either something you ate or something you're around. Mm-hmm. But it's good for ear infections, 
digestive difficulties, um, itching, poison ivy, laryngitis, muscle aches and pains. So, like, even for laryngitis, it says rubbing um, oregano oil on the chest or throat or heating um, water with oregano oil, adding, added, and inhaling the vapors can help kill bacteria and ease the, ease the throat. Um, it's good for oral hygiene. So, um, if you're, the mouth is always breeding, like, germs and things like that. So, um, it can cause foul breath tooth decay, general poor health, um, as bacteria and viruses are permitted to enter the body. Oregano oil um, can improve breath, help heal canker sores, um, prevent plaque buildup. So, like, what you do is you put a drop of diluted oregano oil on your toothbrush and use it twice a day to fight oral bacterial infections. Um yeah, so use a good dental hygiene and a balanced diet can increase your immune system and reduce the risk of mouth and throat infections. And um, it's also good for respiratory and sinus health. So, um, so it can improve and eliminate like respiratory congestion, allergic reactions, skin problems, difficulty breathing, coughs due to whooping cough or bronchitis. So you can mix it like internally. You can um, do like one to five drops in milk, water, or juice. Drink it one to three times a day. Mm-hmm. Um, you can put a few drops diluted under the tongue and let it sit for 10 to 15 seconds. Follow it with a drink of um, water or juice. Or you can um, use it externally by um, diluting it with olive oil and rubbing it on your chest and throat and mm-hmm. inhaling the vapor. So kind of like what you would do with some vapor rub. Mm-hmm. So you can add it to a humidifier or vaporizer for inhalation. That's a good tip for me because I use a humidifier a lot. Um, and I can't always go get that vapor liquid solution, mm-hmm. which I also stopped buying it because I was like, I don't know what it's made of. And, yeah, so I didn't want to be inhaling. Not that it's anything wrong with it. I just don't know what the ingredients are. Um, yep, helps with ringworm, shingles, um, and you, it, they tell you you can't get shingles unless you already have the chicken pox. It's all viral, though. Um, actually, it's the herpes virus, and I don't want to get all technical with that, but, um, you know, externally, you can uh, rub it, like, topically, treat the affected areas, um, rub, gently rub. So that area where we have shingles, um, you'd be surprised. It's not always down people's spine or their back. Like people typically, or people typically get shingles. Um, but rub it on gently several times a day, or you can put a few drops in your tongue. But yeah, so I thought it was good. This was good information. Um, I mean, for acne. I mean, it says apply effect, uh, to affected spots once or twice a day. It may burn, though, or sting. Um, it may even redden that area if you want to use it on your face. Because um, to me, sometimes it's almost like an open sore that you can be. Mm-hmm. So I would use that, like, with caution, you know. But anyway, you can add, um, like, 10 drops to a fourth of a cup of warm water 
and wash the affected area in the morning and at night. And it's good for athlete's feet, um, athlete's foot, and um, nail fungus, bug bites. You know, so I just thought this was very interesting. Um, I knew that it was good. I know they say it's good for your immune system, but I just um, dove in a little bit more. And, yeah, so, I mean, like, I mean, when it started talking about the bacteria, like it said, the famous deadly bacteria, uh, mycobacterium tuberculosis, and uh, uh, basically C. diff. <laughs> um, and let's see, what else? Uh, Vibrio uh, cholera, the cause of uh, cholera, you know, all of that stuff. I was just like, um, it, it's good to fight against these things. Mhm. So staph, Staphylococcus aureus, which can cause mild to deadly infections from pimples to pneumonia, and you know viruses. I mean, everything like it helps. I mean, it's telling you what viruses are, but it's telling you that it's antimicrobial, antiviral, antifungal. Wow. So therefore, I mean, viruses are. Things from like influenza, HIV, smallpox, Lyme flu, chickenpox, all that stuff. But yeah, prevention. It says for prevention, start with the lowest dosage to determine your body's reaction up to the oregano oil. So mix one to five drops with water, milk, or juice, and take um, take it each day for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And it says many experts recommend that you stop taking oregano oil for two weeks, then repeat um, the two weeks on, two weeks off regimen. So if you're fighting an existing bacterial or viral parasitic condition, take one to five drops up to three times each day sublingually or with water, milk, or juice. And, you know, it's good for candida, which everyone has. So um, some have more than others. It's, it's, I mean, really oregano oil is, it's pretty great. So that's an essential item you need. It's it should be something you have definitely, and just as a maintenance. Um, I mean, when you think about it, like we have not been sick. I know we haven't been out and about like normal, but due to the pandemic, planet, whatever you want to call it. But um, yeah, so it's just an incredible, an incredible um, efficient bug killer. And um, it says, uh, according to research, destructive microbes do not build up resistance to oregano oil as they often do for pharmaceutical treatments. So anyway, I didn't mean to take that long talking about oregano oil, but I just wanted people to know what you could be missing out on and to know that that oregano spice seasoning that you use is not it. Mm-hmm. So you want to find a um, nice quality oil and um, that's been produced properly so you can reap those benefits because, I mean, oregano is grown all worldwide, but, you know, you want to, I just go to the health store. I went to the health store to get mine. So basically, if you don't know where to start, just start at the health store. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, and then make sure it's uh, mixed with carvacrol. Uh, there's another. Um, there's another term that's diluted with it. 
I can't, it starts with a T. It's like thymol or something like that. But yeah, so anyway, I won't spend any more time on that. Yeah, that's a um, good um, natural alternative, you know. Mm-hmm. Our body has everything it needs to heal itself, and mm-hmm. there are natural remedies out here that. It's like an antibiotic, but yeah. without those. Because, like, mm-hmm. even though it's, um, it doesn't kill the good bacteria in your gut either. Wow. So it's like it'll get the bad out, but you'll still keep the good. Yeah, I definitely will have to go to the health store and buy me some. Um, they're usually really helpful and knowledgeable. They'll yeah. try to educate you as much as you want to be educated. Mm-hmm. And um, it doesn't taste good, so... Yeah, that's all I got to say. <laughs> it's strong. Is that what you squirted? This is super strong. Uh-uh. Oh, okay. No, I never gave you this. Okay. You would have to... No. Because I would mix this in a small amount. I know people will probably like large cups. Of, I When I when something's just nasty to me, it doesn't taste good, I put a small amount of uh, whatever liquid. I'm, if it's juice, if it's water, a small shot so I can get it over with. Then I'll drink the juice, but I would never put this or water. I would never put this in a like an eight ounce glass. Okay, <laughs> but actually I should try it because it may be extra diluted and it might be bearable. But this stuff is, I mean, it's almost like I don't know. It's not. It's strong. It's potent. Okay. I don't know if I could compare it to what like garlic juice or something. I don't know, but <laughs> it's strong and it, you know, it's strong. For a reason. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but, yeah. So today, I I wanted to talk about discernment. And I know it's something that Jessica has exercised throughout her life. Cause <laughs> <laughs> you put me on the spot. I'm like, I put what? you on the spot. Yeah. So, like, what is discernment? Um, discernment is the power or faculty of the mind by which it distinguishes one thing from another as truth from falsehood, virtue from vice, acuteness of judgment, power, or perceiving differences of things or ideas and their relations and tendencies. So summing that all up. You sum it all up. It's pretty much your the way that you decipher information um, from what's true and what's false. Okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and how you judge um, people, things, and situations. Okay. And discernment is a spiritual gift, so it's not anything that naturally you just have it has to be through spiritual means it's not anything that mm-hmm. logically you could explain it yeah. or should I say yeah logically that's that's good yeah. um explain it or put it into some type of formula right it's just something that you have mm-hmm. so yeah and that makes a lot of sense because when people used to try to ask me questions like, oh, well, how do you know? I mean, I'm like, I just know. Like, there's no, and that's why, like, if you say there's no logic, there's no rhyme or reason, I can't, like, take you down a trail of 
what, how I know. It's just mm-hmm. an instinct. That's all I can, that's how I explain it to people. So it's not like, it's just a little bit of insight or it could be big insight. So a lot of us have these so-called, you know, not so-called, we have these spiritual gifts and some are more, are stronger than others. It depends on what you cultivate. Um, and for me, um, how I explain it is like trusting that instinct. Mm-hmm. And actually just, you just know the stuff is, you just know that it's true. Now it's not like I can just see everything or I just know like everything. But sometimes when that power kicks in, there's no doubt about mm-hmm. it. That is correct. Like, it's like, it's the weirdest thing to explain. You just know, like you just, as, as, there's someone in front of you right here, right now, standing there with a pink dress. Like, how you know that is that's what discernment is. Mm-hmm. That's how it works with me. Like, it's like you just know it, like, as a fact. And that's just that's just the way it is. So that's how I can explain it. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. So um, how do you get discernment? An example of how to get discernment is um, in the Bible, Solomon, he asked for it in First Kings uh, 3 and 9. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this thy so great a people? So Solomon, he not only did he, he was very, um, he was popular for asking for, most known for asking for wisdom. And um, with discernment, wisdom is a part of that. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's as it's, it's simple as that you can. Wasn't there a story that you about yeah there was a story um i can share it now um with solomon and there was two two women that one of the women's baby died because she rolled over the baby at night was sleeping and uh solomon he and you can read this uh, solomon he um they came to solomon and um, they're fighting over the baby because they each had a baby. One died and one didn't. And um, they were fighting over the baby. They were both saying the baby was theirs. So Solomon said, well, he used his wisdom mm-hmm. and his discernment. And he said, okay, well, then just split the baby in two, take my sword and just cut it right down the middle. Each of them would have half of the baby. And one of the women was okay with it. The other one said, no, don't do that. Just give let the baby. Let her have it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let her and have that was discernment for him. Mm-hmm. Like, he knew. I mean, for some of us, it's like, oh, you, I mean, some people, because of what we know now, that is a given. Mm-hmm. But if you're there at that moment, that's not necessarily true. Mm-mm, you try um, to do an investigation. Okay, mm-hmm. so you said that the baby got rolled over. Okay, so why didn't you notice it until the morning? We would ask these questions mm-hmm, possibly, but, but 
Yeah, but he used wisdom to even say, like, okay, well, fine, I'm just going to, now, you know, that was a great idea. Like, I'm just going to cut the baby in half. You can have one half, you can have the other. Mm-hmm. And the one who the baby actually belonged to, she was like, no, here, fine. Because it's like, save my baby over anything else. Mm-hmm. The other lady, you know, was like, oh, well, I'll be vindicated if I, you know, if she did harm that baby, you know, because mm-hmm. it wasn't really hers. So, right. I mean, that may be a simple example, but that is one nonetheless. Um, but yeah, so like when it comes to these spiritual gifts, I mean, wisdom, you can ask for it. It says it in Proverbs and God will give it freely. freely. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, everything there is an action though, you know, you have to really, you're not just going to have it like, Mm -hmm. like blink, like genie. I have all this wisdom, but you're going to have to apply it. You're going to have to. You ask for it. You take action. Mm-hmm. You work on it. You practice it. And uh, with wisdom, you got to seek out wisdom. You have to search mm-hmm. out for answers. You have to um, question. You have to um, knock mm-hmm. so the door can be opened into you. So, mm-hmm. And uh, for spiritual downloads, we are we know that you need other things. Mm-hmm. spiritual things, spiritual encounters, but to seek after it. And then it's like, what, I mean, we, a lot of us have it naturally and um, some have more than others. It doesn't matter. Like you're, you're automatically born with these gifts. Some we don't know we have until late in life. And then some we've always had, we've always known. And then because we've always had, we've always known a lot of the time we have practice in it. Because you do this stuff, like, from a child, you know. But, um, you know, gifts and callings are without repentance. You don't have to be of a certain um, group, religion, or anything like that to have a gift. Um, but, yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even um, corrupt people have gifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why you're so good at certain things, because they have it. Mm-hmm. So whether you do it for, choose to use it for good mm-hmm. or evil, you still have the gift. You don't have to <laughs> climb the mountain, you know, and be like, oh, I did all of this, Lord, now give it to me. Like, I mean, now you want to be around like-minded people, people that are greater than you in these areas and uh, wise counsel so we can help cultivate you growing and developing these, these gifts. Like, I can use, like, shoot a cap off on you know some of my gifts but mm-hmm. um you know you can't just yeah you just yeah I don't know it's just it's a great thing to um to know that you have but also don't like shun it away mm-hmm. in that inner so when it when it comes to discernment sometimes it's just like an inner knowing mm-hmm or in the inside and you don't want to speak out when it's time to speak out on it. And some things you just know, but some things when it comes to this so-called, I I keep wanting to say so-called, but with this gift, it causes you like, it will, it's like a boiling Mm -hmm. and then you have to release it. So sometimes you cannot even ignore your body, your spirit, man will not allow you to, it will spew out. So if something needs to be called out, it will it will 
do that. And then some things, there's a time and a place. There's a time to speak and there's a time to be quiet. So you got to know that too. You got to be able to discern that too. Mm-hmm. Discern time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Discern, like use wisdom. <laughs> and then they do go hand in hand. I can't think of the scripture where I did see wisdom and discernment in the same uh, verse. But um, I was going to say something else. Oh, well, I guess that one. Is that the one? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, Ecclesiastes 8 and 5, it says, He who keeps his, com- well, yeah, he who keeps his command will experience nothing harmful, and a wise man's heart discerns both time and judgment. That's another thing. Um, mentioned about time, like when to speak and when to be quiet. That was just a simple thing, but I'm also challenging you all to do you guys can you guys discern the times like we're supposed to be able to do or are you waiting for a sign I just recently read about that mm-hmm. um and I'm 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 pretty guilty of that um which I'm learning um about discernment more um as long as I the further I get in my journey um so I do, I have to, confirmation, that what keeps me at ease, that what keeps me confident and moving forward, mm-hmm. but um, I'm working on the intuition aspect of mm-hmm. discernment. Okay, and the intuition aspect, you had a good um, definition, didn't you? Yeah, for um, intuition with uh, discernment, uh, part of discernment is the knowing and that's where intuition comes from. It's say looking on a sight or view, but restricted to mental view or perception, particularly and approximately the act by which the mind perceives the agreement or disagreement of two ideas or the truth of things immediately or the moment they are presented without the intervention of other ideas or without reasoning and deduction. So that's, Intuition is just instant. Mhm. Yeah. And it's also the ability to understand something immediately without the need uh, for conscious reasoning. Right. So that just sums up what we were saying in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like instinctively, like immediately, without reasoning. So without logic, without, I mean, conscious you know, it just don't make sense <laughs> on how you got that information. Um, what was the thing? Just process that with the wisdom that you have already at the forefront and mm-hmm. to immediately have that decision or to separate the truth from what's false. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely needed. <laughs> More than ever in these times. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, um, I mean, there are little examples. I don't want to take things out of context in which it was written, but I know in Matthew, um, let's see, I know it talked about how people were looking for a sign, but no sign will be given mm-hmm. except the sign of the prophet 
but that was talking about something else, but um, one not way off topic or anything, but that will go deeper than the context in which we're trying to explain. Mm-hmm. But I can understand um, your reasoning for that to um, just be waiting, waiting for, you know, that answer, waiting for it on like outside of yourself, you mm-hmm. know, um, searching people, mm-hmm. searching um, through government or whatever it is, whatever entity it is. But we have what we need on the inside of us to move into our intuition, mm-hmm. into our discernment, to activate that and use it. Yeah, so let me see. I did read a scripture that I did like. I think it's I think it's um yeah, it's first Corinthians two. Um starting at verse twelve. Verse twelve. Okay. Fourteen. Try I think okay. it might be fourteen. Okay, but the natural, which is the unbelieving man, does not accept the things, um, which is the teachings and revelations of the Spirit of God, for they are foolish, um, foolish to him, and and he is incapable of understanding them, but they are spiritually discerned and appreciated, and he is unqualified to judge spiritual matters, but the spiritual man the spiritually mature judges all things, questions, examines, and applies what the Holy Spirit reveals, yet is himself judged by no one. Um, the unbeliever cannot judge and understand the believer's spiritual spiritual nature. For who has known the mind and purposes of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ to be guided by his thoughts and purpose mm. purposes mm. so that says that right there what you were saying about inside and then the mind um and then yeah there's just some spiritual things you have to do to be spiritually connected and let's just start with prayer and meditation the basics but also powerful yeah you know connect yeah because if you're pulling out from within, you need to make sure that all your thoughts and everything inside of you is guided in its um, most optimal form it could be in. It's so optimum form. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, you won't. You don't want to take advice from your mind if it's constantly negative all the time. Right. You wouldn't want to take from that. You know. Yeah. So, you have to work on those things so it can be in sync. Mm-hmm. And But you got to know when it's not, like mm-hmm. when you're not in the right mindset. You just admit that and then, you know, either cast those down or don't operate in it when you know you're off. Right. I mean, when you know you're off, just don't, just don't speak. If it requires you to, you know, sometimes that's when you make the most mistakes. If you speak out a line or you know, just, you know, you haven't been in tune or in touch or grounded and you just decide to just go off on the deep end, like keep rambling and say what comes to your mind. It may not even be appropriate. It may not be the right time. You may burn a bridge doing all of that, mm-hmm. not using wisdom. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's important to always reconnect. Um, 
create a create a space where you can pull because the spirit is never empty like we can become empty so it's full over there the well is Mm-hmm. flowing so just pull from that and fill your fill your cup or connect connect to people and um mentors or you know just whoever you consider um someone that can help you pour into you or wise counsel wise or counsel, yeah. something that's the thing it just can't be anybody <laughs> yeah <laughs> it can't be any just anyone Right. So, well, that I guess that's the gist, and that's what we wanted to talk about mm-hmm. today. Um, and basically, go with that. Whatever you're supposed to do in this season, in this time, let's not um, procrastinate on that. Because things are going to change. So if you've got any kind of insight, and I'm not talking about what is trending on the media, because if it's trending in the media, um, not everything, but some things are true. And if you can go and look that stuff up for yourself, just do that. But most of the time, if it's trending on the media, you're sucked into the vortex of what they want you to be. Um, focused on but I'm not saying don't be wise about what's going on but um, but if there's things that you're supposed to be doing in this season don't hesitate because things will change times will change and just be obedient to God that's talking to you you know and so that you won't be caught slipping mm-hmm. and that goes for all of us that goes for me myself as well and move on your instincts though you're not crazy yeah because they're more than likely i mean they're just never wrong you know you gotta believe that and you gotta not care about what someone else even what the majority thinks. Mm-hmm. you know you mm-mm. that's one thing about me i guess i i, I can say i live long enough to learn to trust that but I'm not gonna say I don't question myself at times but something's off it's off and a lot of us have it so I do admire that quality about you you would bring something reveal something that's like oh that really brought light to the situation like Mm -hmm. you do that from time to time I recognize that and I don't always recognize it because, like I said, it's just a natural Yeah, it's just thing. like it's common sense to you, but it's just like, oh, yeah. that throws a monkey in the wrench. <laughs> I guess it depends on what you're talking I mean, about. But, yeah. Yeah, some, yeah some, I'm not saying every situation, every occasion. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're right all the time. No, right. 100% of the time, but. Right. In those um, instances, in some instances. Well, and that's just, that's going off of this, you know, the subject of discernment. Mm-hmm. Like, not being right all the time. Discernment doesn't mean, oh, I'm right about, it's, you can be right about whatever that you had instincts about. But just because you have gifts don't mean just whatever you say, just because, you know, you're not always operating in that vein. Mm-hmm. You know, just because you say something doesn't mean you're right. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you're operating in the spirit and it doesn't hit you, then mm-hmm. you're, you know, yeah. you'll be right. Yeah, because the spirit will reveal it to you way before it mm-hmm. manifests. 
Yeah. Yep. So that I think we're gonna. Yep. We don't have any hands or anything like that. So I think we're just gonna go ahead and end it on that. And let y'all listen to yeah the rest of the Reverend Night that we were listening to. I wish we could start it from where we left off, but cannot yet. This is a good series, a good look Mm -hmm. series. Yeah. So I hope you guys are getting something from it when we do play these clips. And if not, I mean, gotta get something. Yeah. (laughs) Even if it's just like a nugget here, nugget here. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys have a good rest of your week. Um, Don't forget about the rest of our shows on this platform. Starting the beginning of the week is always um, Beth with the Independent Thinkers on Sundays at 7. And then um, we have Akeem. No, I'm sorry. We have Bun Bay on Mondays at 7. And we have Akeem L. Truth Tuesdays on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Always are p.m. And then Wednesday is 10 a.m., the Solomon Temple Show. Um, And then us, the Divine Connection Show at 7 p.m. every um, Thursday. Thursday. So, and also check out our website, jtmuse.com, where you can purchase some of the things that we've been working on. Um, We're still working on a lot of other things, so we just need to really get laser focused here, but um, you know, where you can purchase our ebook, you can purchase the vaccination exemption templates, you can purchase oh, yeah, which I'm gonna put that in webinar, purchase the gun, a firearm as a national, um, the vaccine exemption, um, form, yeah, the vaccine. yeah, so I'm gonna be, I'm gonna um, submit that to my daughter's school, so y'all stay tuned. Jessica already got, yeah, was successful in that, yeah, with my job, yeah, um, yeah. Oh. Just wanted to let y'all know it. And it, also, it works. Um, third party debt is on there as well. The bundles, the credit repair bundles. I, I feel like something happened this week. Something else happened this week that I didn't. Yeah, something mention. fell off on your credit. Yeah, something else. But we can we'll touch base. Yeah, next, next week I'll let mm-hmm. y'all know, and probably some more stuff will fall off, but. Yeah, I mean, we've been getting remedies, so... One round, so... Right. So, yeah, definitely check out our website. And, yeah, jtmuse.com, jtmuse.com. And everyone, have a good night. Peace. We continue now the series, How to Control Your Life, Your Luck, and Your Circumstances. Today's lesson is titled... How you make your own luck. And I want to put it in the first person, and I want you to say how I make my own luck. Go ahead. How I make my own luck. And there's a realization in this subject that I want you to have. And it is this. I make my own luck. Say that to yourself. I make my own conditions. I make my own circumstances. I make my own life. I'm going to read with you some words from James Allen. It's one of my favorite quotations. 
And I'm going to have you repeat it after me for emphasis. Mind is the master power. Mind is the master power. That molds and makes. And man is mind. And evermore he takes the tool of thought and thinking what he wills brings forth a thousand joys or a thousand ills. He thinks in secret, and it comes to pass, environment is but his looking glass. The last two lines we're going to read again and have you put them in the first person. I think in secret. And it comes to pass. Environment is but my looking glass. Now those last two lines set forth what Jesus meant in St. Luke, the 12th chapter and the third verse, and we shall read these words from the lips of Jesus. That which is done in secret shall be proclaimed upon the housetops. I think in secret. And it comes to pass. Environment is but my looking glass. Every man, every mind is always doing a secret work. You are always doing a secret work. And most of what you do subconsciously is such a secret that it surprises the conscious mind when it happens. You'd better learn to find out what's going on in the factory of your mind and to determine what's going on. Some people say, Reverend Ike, don't tell me I thought this sickness up on me. Maybe not consciously. It may be from a headache commercial that you saw three years ago. It may be something that you saw on General Hospital year before last that entered the secret level of the mind, the subconscious level of the mind, and it is only now being reflected. You see, another thing about negative thinking, you don't have to do your negative thinking for yourself, you know. The world is just busy thinking negative, and if you don't think positive, you will automatically be sucked in to the negative thinking process. God bless Dr. Peel, who wrote The Power of Positive Thinking. But I've got some news for you. Negative thinking has just as much power as positive thinking. And more dangerous than that, if you do not become a positive thinker, you will absolutely be sucked in to the results of negative thinking. Uh Uh-oh. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? What is this great salvation? Learning how to use your own mind consciously. I was invited to attend a political rally this week. And I'm not going. I'm going to vote, but I'm not going to tell anybody who I'm going to vote for. 
And I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. I'm just going to tell you how to use your own mind and let you decide that. You see, you have got to learn to be a self-deciding person. Because if you do not become a self-deciding person, then other people will decide how you think and how you experience life. Co-workers noticed a man opening his lunch for several consecutive days. And every day he opened his lunch, he would say, peanut butter sandwich, yuck! Finally, after about a week of this, one of his co-workers said to him, well, if you don't like peanut butter sandwich, why don't you tell your wife and she'll make you something else? Man said, wife? Said, I don't have a wife. I make my own lunch. <laughs> you get the point? He was the one who was making what he didn't like. I am the one who makes what I don't like. Uh, oh. And I hope you can read this on the mystic level. You see, I am makes everything. <laughs> I am is the only making power. I am is the only creative power. And you see, when I get what I like and when I get what I don't like, I am making both. That's why I am God. I hope you're following me on the esoteric level. The theologians never understood Jesus when he said, for example, I am the way. I am is the God principle. I am is the way you become such as you are. I am is the way that you can become whatever you want to become by means of what you add to I am. That's why, again, we are told, let the weak say what? I am strong. And if you will add strong to I am, I am will make you what? Strong. That's why even the poor should stop saying I am poor. Because if you add poor to I am, the same I am that makes you rich will make you what? Poor. Say with me again, I am the making power. Say it again. Say it again. Again and again and again, I shall tell you. Some of you don't really know what your real name is. Your first name is I am. Your last name is for you to give yourself. If you don't give yourself the last name, the world will give it to you. That's why Jesus asked the disciples, Who do you say that I am? Don't let other people say who you are. You say it. Don't leave it up to other people to classify you. I am is your first name. I am is your self-awareness. And whatever you add to I am or your self-awareness, that you will become. And I am is completely indifferent as to what you add to it. You can call yourself anything you want to. And whatever you call me, I'll be that. If you call me strong, I'll be strong. If you call me weak, you create weakness for yourself. If you say I am poor, you create poverty for yourself. If you say I am rich, I am will find a way to create riches for you. You can get a copy of Reverend Ike's Commandment series where we deal with this I am principle quite extensively. Whatever you add to I am, you become. Not only is I am your first name, I am 
It's also the name of the nature of the Lord thy God, meaning the name of the making power. And we're told that we're not to take that name, how? In vain. And to take the name of the Lord in vain or the name of I am in vain means to use it for negative purposes. To add anything negative to your name, to your thought about yourself, is to take the name of the Lord in vain. And you see, I make my own luck by what I add to my first name. Say that. <laughs> you see, this also reveals the secret of what Jesus said. Jesus said, what I and my father are one. He said, well, Reverend Ike, you just got through saying I am was my first name, and you said also that I am is God's name. Now, which is it? Well, I and my father are one. You are one with I am. There is absolutely, positively no difference between you and the eternal making power of I am. And you're using it all day long. Now, I was about to tell you what I believe is on the commandments tape. You say I am not only with your mouth, not only in words. We say I am verbally. We say I am also emotionally and visually. Now, let's get these three aspects of saying I am. Repeat them after me. I say I am verbally. I say I am emotionally with my feeling nature. And I say I am visually by the way I see myself. Okay, so we know how we say I am verbally. We may say I am rich. We may say I am healthy. You may add those to I am. This is all your last name that you're giving yourself. You may say, I am happy. And you see, I am is that making power that makes all of this in your life when you say it verbally and not only verbally, you must say it emotionally with your feeling. You must feel it. How do I feel about myself? Say that. And every time you feel something about yourself, you are saying, I am that. That's why God revealed his name to Moses again at the burning bush and said, what? I am that I am. You know what that means, of course. It means I am that which I say I am. Say it. I am that which I feel that I am. I am that which I see that I am. See, this is how I make my own luck. This is how I make my own conditions. This is how I make my own circumstances. This is how I make my own life. On the visional level of saying I am, it's interesting, and some of you scientific-minded people may write this down. The subconscious mind is not a word processor. The subconscious mind is a visual image processor. The conscious mind can deal with processing the verbal statements. But on the subconscious level, the subconscious mind is a processor of visual images, and the subconscious mind does not know the difference between what we call objective reality and what you see visionally about yourself and what you feel about yourself. And this is how we make our own luck, just like the man with the peanut butter sandwiches. And finally, I hope he woke up to the fact that he was making his own lunch. So say with me, I make my own lunch. Say it again. And you need to ask yourself, what kind of lunch am I making for myself? What kind of luck am I making for myself? <laughs>
What kind of conditions am I making for myself by my thoughts and feelings? I make my own lunch. So you see what you're getting, that's your lunch that you made. Peanut butter sandwiches. Yuck! Here comes that old so-and-so again. Yuck! But there's something in you that's making that. I have stated the law in several different statements. And repeat this after me. Every man, every, man, every, mind, every mind makes his own lunch, his own lunch by, what he does by what he does in his thinking, feeling nature. You will notice in our lessons that there is often a slash between man and mind. That's because of it. As it is explained in the words of James Allen, mind is the master power that molds and makes, and man is mind. First of all, you are mind. So say, first of all, I am mind. And you see, it's good to understand that. Every man, every mind makes his own luck by what he does. In his thinking, feeling nature. Every man, every mind makes his own conditions by what he does in his thinking, feeling nature. And then here are the questions. How am I making my own lunch? If you're experiencing something that you don't like, stop and cross-examine yourself for a moment. And say to yourself, how am I making this? You know, you had a peanut butter sandwich for lunch on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and you're tired of it. Stop and figure out, how am I making this? And decide that you're going to make something else. But you know, a lot of people don't want the responsibility of decision. I don't like what I'm getting. So most of the time, you know what people do? They find somebody else to blame for what they're getting that they don't like. Almost always, people find somebody else to blame, something else to blame, for what they don't like. Instead of coming to the realization, it's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord. I'm making this. I'm the one that's standing in the need of prayer. How am I making my own luck? Say that. How am I making my own circumstances? Now, you make your own lunch or your own luck or your own circumstances Consciously or unconsciously. That's why here we are always using the term consciousness. It means to be aware of what you are doing to yourself with your mind. You make your own luck consciously or unconsciously. You make your own circumstances consciously or unconsciously. And we call this teaching science because the word science comes from the original Greek word ginoski, which means to know. And you have to come to know what you're doing with your mind. You have to come to know what you're doing to yourself. You have to come to know how to make what you want instead of what you don't want. The majority of people are unconscious of consciousness. About the only thing that some people are conscious of is pain. They're conscious of discomfort. They're conscious of what they don't want but they're not conscious of how they made it. And they're not conscious of how to make better. And that's where the science of living or the science of mind comes in. To teach you how to consciously make what you do want out of your life. People are unconscious of what they're doing to themselves with their own thinking, feeling process. 
But Jesus said, that which is done in secret shall be proclaimed upon the housetops. Your secret thoughts, moods, attitudes, and ideas that are in your heart are going to be proclaimed upon the housetops. Your health will show it forth. Your financial situation will show it forth. You will show forth your secret thoughts, moods, attitudes, and ideas. It shall be proclaimed upon the housetop. And you are to ask yourself several times daily, what am I creating? What am I doing to myself with my own thinking, feeling process? And you're going to have to immediately do what Reverend Ike tells you to do in his tapes. Tell your mind what to think. Tell your feelings how to feel. And that will determine how your body or your affairs will react. Let's do some conscious work. All right, now we are going to get busy at luck making. I am so excited that God in me gives me the privilege of making my own luck. Doesn't that excite you? Yes. I'm so excited that God in me gives me the power to make my own circumstances. Oh, I love those words that the Bible come forth with from time to time, like the words of the Lord to Joshua. Choose you. Choose you this day whom you shall serve. You choose. The people shrink from that power. They shrink from that possibility. They shrink from that responsibility. I want to say this again because I want you to share this excitement because this is what we're about to do. Say this with me. I am excited. I am excited. About this opportunity to make my own luck. Think about that now. If you don't like what it has been, you've got this opportunity right now to make it what you want it to be. Repeat after me again. I am excited about this golden opportunity to make my own circumstances. I am excited about this golden opportunity to change anything about my life that I want to change. Reverend, I mean that I can do that. Not only can you do that, but I have got some interesting news for you. Nobody can change your life but you. That is why it has not changed, because you have not changed it. You've tried to get the Democrats to change it, and they didn't change it. And the Republicans were at least gentlemen enough to tell you they ain't going to do it. All the political candidates are out there now, and they're trying to tell you, okay, you know, if you elect me president, I'm going to change things for you. Wait, my dears. Nobody can change my life but me. Say that. Nobody can change my life but me. And you know, you've got to stand up to that statement. I'm counseling with a young man now who has been on drugs for a long time. He's in his 30s. And he's been on drugs since he was a teenager. And I found out why. He is afraid of the responsibility of life. And so he hides from the facts and the responsibilities of life behind drugs. But drugs don't change anything. They only delude you. 
Oh, I, w- I want to say this, and please don't forget this. Nobody can change my life but me. And if you have been around as much as 20 or 30 years in this world, you ought to wake up to that right now. That's why things don't change, because you won't take the responsibility of changing them. All right. All right. Now, it's your duty to vote, you ought to vote. It's your responsibility and it's your privilege as a good citizen. But don't you try to lay your self-responsibility on the mayor. The mayor is not going to change your life. And he checks with you every once in a while to find out, how am I doing? The senator is not going to change your life. The president is not going to change your life. Be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. But you see, people who don't want to take responsibility for their lives, they hide behind a whole lot of other things. And people hide behind both God and the devil. The devil is nothing but a smoke screen. The devil made me do it. Remember what Jesus said about the devil, says he's a liar. In other words, what's a lie? Nothing to it. So come on out from behind that. A poor-minded man will always be poor. Let me give you this. Did you read about the man in New Jersey that won the lottery for $5 million? Did you read what happened to him? He's broke and in debt. A quarter of a million dollars in debt. Why? Because he didn't have the mind for money. He didn't have the mind for wealth. He didn't get his mind conditioned for money. He didn't get his mind conditioned for wealth. I'm going to throw something at you and you grab it. Are you ready? Put your mitts up. I'm going to throw this at you. You catch this, baby. You got it? It takes a money mind to catch and hold money. What did I say? It takes a money mind to catch and hold money. The man caught the number, but he couldn't hold the money. See, a lot of you, you got a mind to gamble. Their mind is gambling condition, but their mind is not money condition. So even when they do happen to catch the lottery... Are the sweepstakes, are the number, are whatever, they can't hold the money. Show me one number player that's got any money. It goes just like it comes. Be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. Only a money mind can hold money. Say it again. Now, that brother over in New Jersey hit the lottery for $5 million. And, man, he went out buying a new house, new Cadillac. He had his wife and his girlfriend. One on one side and one on the other, yes. $5 million. And you see, they give it to him in yearly installments. of what, It comes to over 300000 a year, is it? Every year. And he is in debt even in advance. (laughs) What does that show you? You can only have what your mind is conditioned to have. And I told you that long ago, that if you are not money-minded, if your mind is not money-conditioned, some money could drop in your hands and somebody else will get it. I make my own luck. Now let's go to the prayer treatment. We're going to consciously go through this process. Repeat after me. I now consciously take charge charge of my thinking-feeling process. process. 
Now, I hope you understand that statement. Are you living up to that now? Are you? Are you? I constantly direct my mind to think and feel total well-being, good health, happiness, love, success, prosperity, and money. I want you to get your hands ready because we're going now into a luck-making, condition-making ritual. Now, you are standing on an assembly line, and there is in front of you a workbench, and it is the workbench of the mind, your mind. Are your hands ready now? Now, in front of you is the raw material out of which you are going to make what you want. That raw material that's on the workbench of your mind is now your own thought. Your own feeling nature. Can you see it? So say with me, as I stand here now, at the workbench of my mind, with my plastic thoughts and feelings, I consciously decide what conditions, what circumstances, what luck, what fate, what destiny that I shall make for myself. I'm going to make my own conditions for myself. I'm not going to leave that to anybody else. I decide consciously right now that I want good health, a healthy mind, a healthy spirit, a healthy body. My decision is clear. I want good health. And now I take my plastic thoughts into my hands. I take my feelings, my unformed feelings, into my hands. And I now shape my thoughts. And I now shape my feelings into the forms of good health. Mm. I am making good health by thinking good health, by feeling good health. I feel good health in my spirit, in my body. And this thinking and feeling good health vibrates in every cell of my body and brings healing. 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 So just don't be surprised at anything. 
Because right now, every cell of your body is resonating the thought and the feeling of good health. In the name of Jesus Christ, I thank God for good health. This is what I make. This is what I am creating. Let's finish this process. Stay in this mood. And now I sit at the workbench of my mind. And I decide to create happiness. It is my decision. I am not going to leave my happiness for anybody else to create. I see myself as a happy person. Look what a happy person I am. I see that divine smile radiating from my countenance, blessing the whole universe. I am a happy person. I create this. I am creating this. I am creating happiness. And I share this happiness with the whole universe, with everyone in my life. And now I decide to create love. By letting myself be love, which I really am. And out of the love of God in my heart, I am now creating friendships, right relationships, for every good purpose. I am creating this friendship. I am creating these right relationships consciously, decidedly, and I see myself as a friendly person with right relationships for every right purpose. Thank God. I feel it. Now I'm going to create me some more success and prosperity. I'm not going to leave it up to anybody else to create my success and prosperity. I know exactly the kind of success and prosperity that I want. And I create it. By seeing myself as a successful, prosperous person in everything that I do. I see myself like that man, like that mind, in the first psalm, where the Bible says, and he shall be as a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And 
and whatsoever he does shall prosper. And that man, I am that mind, of whom the scripture speaks, look at me prospering, look, look, on this side, on that side, over there, over there, from every direction, I am prospering. I am succeeding in all the good that I desire to be, to do, and to have. Thank you, God, in me. And by this vision, by this feeling, by these words, by these thoughts, I am making my own success. And prosperity. and prosperity. I'm not going to leave it up to anybody else. I'm not going to sit around waiting for it. I'm going to make it in my own mind right now. And I know that what I make in my own mind must show forth. For when I do this in secret, it shall be proclaimed upon the housetops. I think in secret. And it comes to pass. I feel in secret. And it comes to pass. I think money in secret. And it comes to pass. I feel money in secret. And it comes to pass. Just look at that money. Look, look at it. <laughs> look at it. Look, look at it. Just, just look at it. Look at it. Just, just, just look. Just here it comes. Here, here, boop, there, there it is. Just look at it. Look. My God. Oh, my goodness. There are stacks of $100 bills. Look at that. Just look at that. I see myself as a money-minded person. God in me gives me money ideas that prosper me and others. God in me connects me with all of the right people. I don't have to do anything wrong for money. God reveals right money ways and right money days. And now I see a curious sight. Here I am standing on a beach, looking out over the ocean. And all of a sudden, the waters in the ocean have turned to hundred-dollar bills. <laughs> Look at that. What a sight. Look at that. Look at the waves of money. 
just dashing against my feet, crashing against the shores of my mind. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to dive in and swim in this mind. <laughs> 